Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, the author of Press Into the Power. I hope you're enjoying this music that we have. Uh, This song is called Miracle from Sylvia Jones' latest music project, which is available online wherever music is sold or streamed. Or you can reach out to her on her website, www.sylviajones.com, helping you experience God's presence through contemporary worship. Listen, uh, before we get started today, I want to bring you just a quick note from our sponsor, Distinction Inc. Do you need custom t-shirts or hoodies? Look no further than Distinction Inc. From screen printing to embroidery, Distinction Inc. provides high-quality apparel and promotional items with stress-free customer service. Distinction Inc. also provides competitive pricing, especially for nonprofit organizations and churches. If you have any upcoming projects, they would love to earn your business and exceed your expectation. You can request a quote by visiting www.distinctioninc.com. Distinction Inc. We deliver results that make you say, wow. All right, let's get ready for the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, and my prayer today is that you are making this your favorite drive time podcast. Today, we continue the series on women warriors with Star Postel. She has been recognized with her husband as one of the Gator 100. The Gator 100 honors the fastest growing Gator owned or Gator-led businesses in the world. And just in case you don't know what a Gator is, those are the graduates of the University of Florida. The Gator 100 serves not only as a setting where UF's elite entrepreneurs can gather and share their talents and wisdom, but as an inspiration to fellow Gators to be a part of this exclusive group. So, Kingdom Influencing Nation, I want you to welcome to this show our guest, Star Postel. Well, hello there. Thank you for having me on. It's good to have you on, Star. It is really good to have you on. I had to resist. I almost called you Star Power again. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, I st- Star, you and your husband, Trent, are a dynamic power tandem. You two have entrepreneurial endeavors in two major cities operating simultaneously. And this keeps you running between the two cities while you are a full-time mom, a caretaker, an advocate, four caretakers, parents, and teachers alike. I know this is not without challenge. What are some of the challenges and how do you overcome them? So some of the challenges are, I guess they're multifaceted. For one, working together and then also having a family. We're dealing with business issues as well as home life issues. So logistically, living in two cities, and we spend half of our time in Jacksonville, the other half in Orlando, um, is always something that we have to juggle and make sure that home is taken care of and that we're winning at home and not just in the business arena. And then, of course, in the business arena, in these last few years, there's been additional challenges that we haven't seen before 
in this post-COVID era with a shortage of workers and also a younger workforce than ever before. And so just navigating those types of things has been a challenge, but also a wonderful opportunity to try and do things in a, in a new and better way. And that's a lot to, to deal with, but you guys are developing new strategies and new stratagems to overcome these challenges, I know. And I know that God plays a major role in, in how you're doing that. Oh, absolutely. Our faith is primary and everything we do is for the kingdom. And so all of these businesses that, that we've that we've endeavored into are really an opportunity to have a platform, to have funding, um, to make relationships, and to be able to really serve God through everything that we do. So I'm curious, Star. I'm, I'm curious. You know, I've known you for a long time, you and your husband. I'm curious to hear the connection between child development and dog cares and pizza. <laughs> Each- <laughs> um, so I think, uh, I think business is business. So even though all these different endeavors sound like they're polar opposites, all businesses, I think, have three areas of opportunity. We have people. We have places, and then we have the provision that comes with being an entrepreneur and getting to, um, you know, make your own schedule and the funding that comes with it. And so all of these things are ways that we can continue to serve God even further. You know, the relationships with, especially with this younger workforce that we're getting, um, the relationships that we're building with them, and and this generation, a lot of times, uh, those uh, 20-something-year-olds, are not necessarily coming from a church background. And so how can we, How? where are they going to hear about the love and care that the faith provides if they're not in a place that cares about those things? So so you use your businesses as also as a foundation for, it sounds like, Marketplace Ministry, where you can actually impart and care for your workers in a way that is non-traditional that incentivizes them not just to be a part of a workforce, but to be a part of a family. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, of course, there's uh, the scripture that says it's the most important thing is to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so I think, you know, that traditional view of Christianity was to just preach, 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 and repent, repent, repent. And this generation... They're not trying to hear that. And so we have to come at them with an angle of love. And if you get to someone's heart, then they're open. And then they may want to know, you know, the reason for your hope. And so we just started a place of being a welcomed environment. We start with getting to know people on a personal level. We start with positive reinforcement. We start with making them feel like they're part of the family because they are. I, I had a question, another question that, that kind of tied into, because I, I believe there's some entrepreneurs out there listening. Did you use one business to develop the revenue to develop another business, or did you get business loans, or how do you do what you do? How do you guys do what you do? And this is actually a really good question, because nowadays, many people, growing up in our age, many people had, uh, young people had aspirations to become you know, a sports figure or something else, right, an mm-hmm. actor. And nowadays, everybody wants to be either an entrepreneur or an influencer, right? And so being able to just kind of use this platform to do all those things is something that's very rewarding. But as far as actually the practicalities of it, 
you know, it was various things. So this first endeavor that we embarked on with Impact Learning Center was a God-ordained organization. I mean, we, I literally heard the voice of God as I was driving one day. And he told us to start this business. And, and he's just provided every step of the way. I mean, there's been, you know, if I could sit here and tell you all the testimonies. There was a gentleman that wrote us a check for $20,000 when we okay. first started up. Okay. And he said, this is not a loan, it's a gift. God wants me to give this to you. So we've seen a lot of almost tangible miracles in sure. the sense after we decided to be obedient because we were obedient before we had anything in place, before we had money saved up, before we knew what type of building we were going to rent and things like that. And I believe that through our obedience, God continued to open door after door. And then once we had an established organization that we essentially founded from the ground up, that opened up a world of opportunity. Then people want to give you a loan. Then you're going to have support. Then you're going to have people that trust you after you show what you can do with the little bit that you already had. Wow, that's uh, impactful. And I'm sure that is helpful to those who are in the listening audience. Listen, Star, you wear many hats as a multi-child care director. This industry is taking on a tidal wave of issues right now. You talked about post-pandemic issues. What issues currently plague child development? Just a snippet. What issues currently plague child development? So, yes, we did address the younger workforce. We A term that I've, that I've learned about recently is upskilling. <laughs> and that essentially means that, you know, you have to take somebody from a place where they are not necessarily experiencing an area and you're going to pour into them so much to get them where they need to be. And so that's probably one of the issues we're getting younger workers, much less experienced workers. And then, of course, the issues with the home life and family for some of these children, their parenting styles have changed. There's a lot more distracted parenting, as I like to call it, where uh, families are on their phone and sort of have their own life going on outside of the home. And not everybody is focused on these children. And then the third issue that we're seeing that's stemming from the parenting issues is a rise in challenges for children. So we're seeing a lot more ADHD, behavior challenges, even different, I guess, more uh, medical-based conditions like autism and children on the spectrum. So we're having more challenges with workers that are less skilled and experienced along with parents that are not as engaged as, as they could be. Wow. So with that, Star, what does the future of child care look like? Well, I guess my prayer is that we continue to have conversations like this around this topic, and the more proactive we can be, the more we can get people involved, especially not only the stakeholders, but you know, just people in government that may not even understand what's going on, but the more that they find out, the more that they see, the more they're going to hopefully get invested. And we've already seen in the last few years more funding brought into early education, which is, I think, the foundation, obviously, for education, you know, and everything else going forward. And so the funding is what is needed, but the more awareness is brought to this topic, is going to, you know, allow for those things to happen. Okay. So, Star, you talked about what the government can do. How can parents better prepare and support their children? Well, (laughs) 
something just came to mind. There's um, this movie called The Incredibles. It's uh, you know, a cartoon movie that my uh, children enjoyed when they were younger. Yeah, I enjoyed and it too. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this scene, right, where you have, um, and it's a super, uh, it's a family of superheroes, so the kids have powers, the parents have powers. So there's this scene where the mother is sitting at the dining room table and she's talking to the kids. The kids start arguing. And so she ends up yelling to tell them not to yell. And then she ends up grabbing them to try and pull them apart. And so she's literally exhibiting exactly what not to do, right? And she's telling them what to do. And so they end up still fighting and she is just kind of all over the place and it's chaotic. And the dad's in the other room. And so finally she says, Bob, it's time to engage. <laughs> and I think that's the message for all parents right sure, now is sure. that it's time to engage. This is not going to happen on its own. And our children cannot raise themselves. They don't just need the physical things that are involved in, in growing up, you know, like food and shelter and clothing. But they need us. They need our time. They need our energy. They need our love. They need rich conversations. They need us to read to them every night to increase their vocabulary and literacy skills. Um, they just need us. They need their parents. Wow. I often tell people in my book, Presence of the Power, I talk about literally the journey that through my childhood and the influence that my parents had on me. And so maybe in future podcasts, I'm going to do some emphasis to help parents just just pick some of the things that helped me to become who I am today and sure to help you to be who you are today. In Orlando, you, you you own a dog grooming company called Senthow and you guys are anticipating mm-hmm. opening four more in the next two years. And in June, you're currently preparing to open a V pizza establishment, which I have eaten at before. And that's some great pizza, great Italian heritage laced through there. <laughs> However, your latest endeavor is your real passion. Tell us about this community prayer initiative and what you hope to accomplish. Sure, absolutely. So I feel like God is calling all of us to just really understand that we are constantly in a spiritual battle. You know, the word says that we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. And so as Christians, you know, we have those tangible things that we know God is calling us to do in the marketplace. But sometimes we just need to call out to our Father and let Him know that we need you. You know, there's nothing like your child calling your name. (laughs) You could be in the other room and you hear, Mom! (laughs) And you're going to run to them and see what is going on and how you can help. And so, so we started a prayer line, and it's for seven days, 7 p.m., for those seven days straight, and we're actually uh, in the middle of it. It started on uh, May 22nd. Tonight will be the third day, and it has been such a blessing. So we have women from all over on the call, all around uh, Florida, essentially, from South Florida, Central Florida, Jacksonville area, even Tampa area. And this is a call to all um, Christian caregivers. We have to cover not only ourselves and the teachers, um, the early childhood caregivers, and the parents around us, but we need to cover these children. And we are on the front line. Educators and parents are on the front line, and many of us are getting fatigued and getting frustrated 
with all these new battles that we're facing. And it is a fight. It's a fight for the hearts and minds of the next generation. And again, it's time to engage. It's time to engage. So you are galvanizing all of these people. And a part of this, uh, your personal passion, I want to just kind of slightly transition, but I think this is important, if you don't mind being transparent in this area. But people think that you've gone to college, you got your master's degree, uh, or at least a certificate from Regents, and I know uh, an early childhood education. People want to know, did you just start off like that, or you had a wonderful background, and that's why you're doing what you're doing? And I know your story. Could you share that, Star? Sure. And so in the in the past couple of years, I've really felt God working on me in so many areas. And growing up, I came from a very turbulent household. Um, my parents were uh, initially in a cult, in a religious cult, and they traveled all around the world. Um, things didn't start off in such a negative direction, but as the leaders of the organization shifted and their beliefs started changing and, and engaging in things that um, weren't of God, but twisting the word to make it as if they were. It, I think it really affected my parents. Uh, once they, they saw the severity of what was going on, they got out of the organization, but that was all they knew. They, we literally lived in a compound. We had, you know, they had given up all their physical possessions and all they did was serve God until they realized they weren't really serving God, they were serving a man. And so once they got out of the cult, um, my father started um, drinking heavily. He became an alcoholic. He was not a nice um, person when he was drunk. Domestic violence entered the picture. And so there was just so much, you know, that was involved ultimately leading to a divorce. And at the time we lived in Brazil, my mom got on a plane, sold her house, and said that she believed God was calling us to the United States so that the kids could have a better life. And so she came here as a single mom with six kids. All her money was spent on the plane tickets, and we had no plan and no money when we arrived. And she met a wonderful couple on the plane that always wanted children but couldn't have children. They put us up for over six months. We essentially were homeless. We had nothing when we came to the United States. And so just all the transitions and the different things that I saw growing up, you know, coming from a different environment, the children in the in the United States, you know, they were asking questions about, you know, they cared a lot more about, um, I guess, the physical possessions, right? What type of brand of clothing you had and what type of vehicle, you know, your parents drive and, and what did they do for a living? And that was, you know, something that I had to learn how to navigate. And so I I always felt less than, you know, I really struggled with identity. I struggled with why did my dad leave us for another family and why did the domestic violence have to happen? And, you know, just all of these things that I grew up with that became a part of my identity. And so the harder I worked, you know, I, I just kept going and going thinking that if I if I got this accomplishment or if I got this degree or if I did this, that I would be worthy of love, that maybe I would be worthy of something if I could prove that I was worthy of something. And so a couple of years back, you know, I turned 40 and I said, 
you know, I looked around and just kind of said to myself, you know, when will I arrive? And by then I had degrees. I had been married. I had children. I, I owned multiple homes. I owned multiple businesses. And I just still didn't feel a sense of contentment like I felt I should. And even as a believer in Christ, I don't think I was fully exercising the power that God gives us to have freedom. And so I embarked on a journey of, of therapy, of self-care, just so many different things, meditation, and just really diving into the Word of God and developing a true relationship, a daily relationship with God and the Holy Spirit. And I've experienced so much freedom. Um, I'm never ashamed to say uh, <laughs> that I'm in therapy. I'm, I'm kind of on the tail end of it now. It's been over a year, but I want people to know that if you are feeling that way, if you if you are struggling with those things, that you don't have to live like that the rest of your life, and that that God will give us the resources, and and that you don't have to feel alone and isolated. You know, the the Bible says that in unity God commands the blessing, and that we shouldn't forsake the assembling um, with one another. And so I feel like in in the unity and the camaraderie that we can experience when we share our stories and our testimonies and our vulnerability, uh, we can all get healing and we can all get hope with uh, Christ as um, our pinnacle and um, our guide. That is a a powerful, powerful, powerful testimony, Star. And um, I'm sitting here, you know, I've heard it before, but every time I hear it, it just touches my heart and it gives people in our listening audience who listen to this podcast and opportunity to say, hey, my background may not be the best, but God can turn my less into his best. And mm-hmm. I, I really believe that your testimony, the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimonies, and that this uh, podcast and your testimony is going to help hundreds of thousands of people around the world. Listen, uh, Star, if people wanted to reach you, how should they reach you? How do they contact you? Um, So I am currently on a social media fast uh, as part of my healing journey. Um, But my email address is star, S-T-A-R, at impact, L-C, Jack, which is J-A-X, dot com. Say that one more time. Sure. It's star, S-T-A-R, at impactlcjack.com which is I-M-P-A-C-T-L-C-J-A-X dot com Alright, so they have a way to reach you a way to uh, just talk with you if they have uh, questions you have any closing comments for me or anything you want to say to the listening audience uh, here's your shot Um. So I just want to thank you Bishop for you know giving me this opportunity to share some of my story and also for all of the podcasts that you've done recently on Women Warriors. Um, I've listened to most of them, and I've just really found them inspirational. I feel like we can all learn and grow from one another, and so we have to stay plugged in. We have to stay in community, and we can be mentored even by people that we've never met. And so I'm an advocate of reading. I'm an advocate of listening to anything that's encouraging, that's going to strengthen your faith. And I appreciate you being able to bring all of those things to us. Well, it's, it's an honor to start just to be a part of this uh, 
what God is doing in these last days. And I believe this is my latter day, one of my latter day contributions. And uh, I pray that people are sharing this podcast and particularly this podcast that you've shared today. Hope this gets around the world like several times. This is it. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Again, we thank God for Star Postel and her contribution to this podcast on today. I hope you listen and share this podcast, but I also want you to do one thing, and that is to go and influence the nations. God bless. Have a wonderful week.